thank you so much everyone for coming. Shukrach everyone for making it out tonight and thank you for the Chavar from the Shul for, for setting this up. And Kamuvan, thank you so much to, to Ach, Yedid, Ako, to Rev Judah for coming tonight. I also want to welcome home Rev Eli, who's back from his shlichus, making us all so proud. Chazak, chazak, v'tit chazak, v'chol ma'asei adecha. We uh, scheduled the night, right after we scheduled the night, Judah pointed out, yeah, of course it's going to be tonight. 80th year, it's like the Leish Kodesh tonight. So I just want to give a call to Akar right now, to the Shemaim, Bishim Kulam, to Hashem, that 80 years later, and we are hurting like a, this door has never hurt before, but we're not near Tzatz. We're not done at all. And in your fire, in your flame that's lit up our lives, we will, we will take every ounce of koach that you continue to give us from that ghetto. And we are all right now davening be'or panecha, neschus of the earth, the reflective or from your fire to the reflective light from Shemayim Be'or Panecha tonight, tonight of plugging deep into Nishma Sam Yisrael the collective soul that we're all part of the collective body that we're all part of and in these days no one needs no one knows exactly what they need and that's okay as long as we all don't know what we need together, that's already a good sign. Being together is what we know we need. And that's what we're here to do tonight. So, Bemet, I know it's not simple to come out, and it means a lot to me, to the whole show, to everyone here. And uh, I'm just so honored to, to ask our Chavah to, to share some strong words with us from the heart. in America, the old joke, you know, someone asks, uh, you know, times like this, you know, how are you? How are you doing? They say the old, old line is, you know, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how is the show? This is not the first time that we've ever been Surrounded by chaos, it's not the first time that we've ever faced a flood. It's not the first time we've ever seen destruction in our collective consciousness and in the collective trauma that's inherited and passed down generation to generation. It's in our genes. This this is activates something inside of us that um, the collective soul and the collective consciousness of the Jewish people. We've been here. I mean, we, we've. Like this, this nightmare is recurring. 
It was when like, we realized that it was the yard side of the Piasetsna, like, I got the, the next voice note that I sent and then quickly, you know, unsa- like, didn't like, let go of it, so didn't record, was saying like, but maybe not, but like, maybe not, maybe now is not the time, maybe now is not the time to double click on, on that, because it's different. Because it's different now. This is there's something different. It's true. Every time we dive and we take three steps back, and then we take three steps forward, we're always living our life with a sense of past and a sense of future. We're always thinking about you know Masabrishis, Itzis Mitzrayim. We're so ghetto Jews. So many of us looking around here and just end up here. We're Babi Yar Jews. We're Jews who were in Kishinev. We're Jews who and you. Tishabab comes around and we talk about Nebuchadnezzar and we talk about Titus and Worms and York. Like it's not just history. It's something that we live with. That's how, that's how we ended up where we are. That's how we're here. That's how we're not where we once were trying to connect to what's taking place. We are what's taking place. It's like we don't have to find creative ways to be a part of and feel and relate to because we are that. It's manifest. It's what's happening. You take three steps back and then three steps forward and then and then we enter a prayerful stance. And that's when we dive in. I don't have any, I mean, you know, so like no words and then somehow manage to post some like, you know, Gettysburg address about whatever, like, no words, but here's my TED talk. So, the, <laughs> I have quite a few words. I've got quite a bit here that I don't, I don't <laughs> I'll spare you if you want. I'll, I'll be in my dining room walking around in circles speaking to no one uh, tomorrow for most of the day if you'd like to hear those TED talks. But since uh, I, my phone is on just in case um, the defense minister calls and asks my opinion about what to do in Gaza, <laughs> waiting. Waiting, I have, I, mean, I, I have the answers. So I'm just, it's on. Please don't think that uh, being disrespectful if that call comes in and they're looking for like, you know, uh, I have the links saved in my notes to myself on WhatsApp, like, you know, all the YouTube trip, you know, of Dresden, so I could just like show them what, what's up. But I, I, wanna, I, I, wanna, I wanna share a few words from Rav Cook because um, in all of this madness, uh, and all of this pain, and all this confusion, and all this—I've only, you know, I've seen it in movies, and now, like for the first time, really experiencing it, just like, like again and again and again. It's like that, like when 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 the when everything slows down, a bop, something goes off, like a loud noise, and then you just can't hear anything, you can't feel anything, and it just time and, and place just stop making sense. And there's no movement, and it just. This wonder, like, is this true? Is this real? Is this really happening? And we just keep, all of us keep saying, just want to wake up from this nightmare. Like, I just want to wake up from this and, and have it just been a bad dream. But I, I, I think that it's different. It's different. It's different. It's not, it's not stories of heroism from the Warsaw Ghetto. It's not the Simchas Torah that the Ish Kodesh went to the Aaron and sang Ish Chayel. It's not that. It's not that we're in a different stage. We've turned the page and we're in a different place in history. We're in a different place. We're a different generation. The ball has moved down the field. 
And we, you, like Ken Casey said, like, you're either on the bus or you're off the bus. And either we bought into that narrative, which, I mean, look around. We are the narrative. So it's different. And the words of Rav Kook that he wrote from exile during World War I, he was stuck in Europe, he came on Shlichlas to the Agudic Convention, and ended up in England and Switzerland for the duration of the war, and was sharing thoughts from a bomb shelter. And he, 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 he was writing about the, the, the incredible events that were unfolding in World War I, but, but really there's, really speaking in very general terms, so with your permission, I just, I just want to just to share a few, a few words here, because I think the Rav helps put things a little bit into perspective. Because we have to take three steps back from within this, and, and for a moment, attach ourselves to the bigger picture, and, and understand that we are a part of that, that we are that bigger picture that's taking place. Binyam Ha'olam, this is in the Sefer Orot. First few passages of Orot are about Eretz Yisrael and about the inherent connection that the soul has with Eretz Yisrael, and that the land of Israel is not just a detail; it's not just a part of what we're doing, but that it's really the ultimate expression and manifestation of Yiddishkeit. Because Yiddishkeit is not something that we do. Yiddishkeit is immersive; it's experiential; it's the entirety. The nigun ein od milvado is is the right mentality to really. It's the right. Let's call it the right, it's the right theme song. Because it's, it, it's all or nothing when it comes to our Yiddishkeit. It doesn't mean mitzvahs. It doesn't mean Torah. It means that, that, that our experience as Jews is something which is, which is everything. It's not part of our life. It's, it's our life. And it's attached not just to our personal lives, but to the entire story of human history. The Rav has a kuntras here. It's just a few passages. Uh, just a few passages that he wrote, that he put together 10 small kapitlach, 10 small chapters or, or paragraphs called Hamilchama, the war. Where he describes Binyan Ha'ola, the building of the world. The world which is shaking. The building of the world, the foundations of humanity, of society, of civilization. Of, of, of the world and everything that fills out that body, not just the bones, but the sinews, the flesh, the blood of the universe, of the world in which we live in, all the trends of philosophy, of art, of music, education, uh, economy, everything, the natural world, the world of science, the world, binyan ha'olam, whatever it is that we're busy with on a day-to-day basis is called binyan ha'olam. We're contributing in some way to sustaining, to perpetuating the world. Everything is shaking now. Everything is unraveling around us because of this tempest, this awesome, awful tempest of a blood that's drenched, of a sword that's drenched with blood. That carnage, that cruelty, the revelation of that, that unmasked barbaric evil that we saw, we actually saw it. We don't think we saw it to worry and wait for it to be verified by two independent sources. But that Cherev Malay Adam Doresh, Doresh would demands, Binyan Ha'uma Yisraeli, it demands that we put our focus counterintuitively in the midst of the incredible unraveling and destruction, the falling apartness of a Ma'arechet, 
the, the, the shaking of the foundations of our sense of safety, like the, the pyramid of human needs that we thought are taken care of, like the, the, the unraveling and the shaking of all of those foundations of like, how, how could you miss that? There's the lasers and the technology, underground, above ground, the satellites, and they just drove through the fence. The, the complete breakdown of all, those, of all that which we understood to be stable and sater in our life that we assume to be stable and taken care of in our world, Doresh, it demands of us not to focus on what's broken. There, 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 somebody's dealing with that. Somebody's going to have to deal with that. But Doresh, the building from within that, in the midst of all of it, the way Reb Nassim describes it, the way it's a little anecdote is mentioned in Sikh Safi Kodesh, is that Reb Nassim says that a fire brent in Breslov, he was looking out, and he, looking out from his place of his Borodos, on the banks of the river, and he saw that Breslov had gone up in flames, and that one house after another was lit up in fire. He said, in Breslov brent the fire, there's a fire that's burning, flocker in my heart. He saw that, and he said, awaken in me, like let that burn inside of my heart. He automatically, immediately saw destruction, uh, and interpreted prayerfully, internalized it, as, as some message for him. And says that he went, when he went, when he went there, across, when he went back across the river, there was a person whose house had been completely decimated, completely burnt. And we know what that looks like, completely burnt, house after house. And he saw that there was a yid there. Someone was crying, someone was screaming. Someone was calling for help. And there was someone who was going through the rubble looking for something, a little scrap of something, with which to rebuild. Doreshu binyan ha'uma Yisraelit. Now, what does it mean, binyan ha'uma Yisraelit? Binyan ha'uma galus rucha. Building of the nation and revealing its spirit, its soul, the soul of the nation, the spirit of the nation, ho'inyan echad. It's one and the same. It's one and the same. The, 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 the collecting uh, uh, vests and helmets and underpants and ragalach and everything, on the one hand, and the taking care of games and toys and Shabbos meals for the Mephunim and for those who are home on one hand, and at the same time, the strengthening of the spirit of the nation. I don't want to use the word, it's a little bit of a bad word by me, but the, the, the chizik of the nation, strengthening the nation from the inside out. Cook writes elsewhere that in moments of chaos, in moments of, of churban, it's not the, the, the giborim of the nation, the, 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 there's different expressions of gvura. And one of those expressions of gvura is specifically physical strength. Those are soldiers. And another expression of gvura is the spiritual strength. And he said that spiritual strength is not just Torah and tefillah. It's not just Torah, tefillah, tehillim, nachamal, another tehillim, another tehillim, not all that good, yes, tehillim and tehillim and tehillim and Torah and Torah and Torah, but it's also the arts. It's also expression. It's also bringing out everything that's taking place inside and putting it out on paper and poetry and in song and in creativity and in forward thinking. His galos rucha, the building of the nation and the revelation of its spirit are one and the same. The kulahu and all of that, mulchadim binyan ha'olam, that is called the building of the world, tikkun olam. Part of the reclamation that's taking place in these days is a reclamation of language and value. is a reclamation of speaking like, like, like our terminology that had fallen into exile. 
Maral says that the beginning of exile and the beginning of redemption is in languages, in Dibur. It's like Moshe, who is kvad pen, kvad lashon, lo ish tvarim anochim, not a man of many words, is the one who is the redeemer. He's the tzaddik who brings it out. He redeemed language from para, from paro. There's language that's fallen into exile, the language of pride, the language of strength, language of, of, of vulnerability, language of pain, of saying, I need help. I can't do this on my own. Or I want revenge. Or the language of tikkun olam, which has fallen into klipa in our generation. L'sakein olam, to fix the world, is every time a plane goes overhead, and we're hearing it day and night. Every time we hear a plane overhead heading to Gaza, we close our eyes for a moment and say, L'sakein olam b'malchut shaddai, timcha etzecha amalek, to reclaim the notion of tikkun olam, that building the nation and revealing its spirit is called binyan ha'olam. Hamid Porer, and the world looks like it's falling apart. All of those things that we counted on, and, 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 and the world, which you, all those places and voices, newspapers and opinions, that there are still some people in the world, I mean, Efrat's a little ahead of the curve on this, I imagine. Like the Western Aliyah to Efrat, I mean, Rabbi David Singer, Rabbi David, I remember years ago as a kid, Right, it was you and Shemi Leibowitz. I was talking this language already years ago, ahead of the Kermit Muncy, when I was a kid growing up. I, I have like a memory, like a memory of, of like the language of, like a redemptive language of Jewish self-expression and learning Tanakh and taking Heber and coming to Eretz Israel and saying, this is a real place, Shimshon is a real person. Right? You learned Yeshua. These are real places on the map. Like, now we live in those places. Like our families go to those places on Chalmak, like they're part of our life. Like we drive past those Yishuvim and we daven there and we live there. Like it's not about seeing it from the outside, but it, it, it's us, it's what's happening. This is a different story. We're up to a different chapter now in the book. And we can draw strength from the Piyasetz and the Rebbe. And we could, we could look back to the yard site today, it was Rabbi Simcha Wasserman. His father was killed in Kovna, but killed by the Nazis. Rebbe Khanim, he came to America and rebuilt Torah. And he, he was a person who was trying to move the ball forward. And a person who lived his life and rebuilding. But it was, again, it was a narrative. It was a different, it was a different stage. Like we're, we're, we're past that. We've turned the page. We're in a different spot now. All of the, lang- all of the places like, like that share, that, 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 that the world looks at as places of sanity and morality. Anybody, I mean, you're looking at it, and you're seeing, you're seeing, hopefully not too much, but we're seeing the opinions, we're seeing the front page of the newspaper, we're seeing what's taking place on university campuses, we're seeing what's taking place in the world, and we're realizing, it's mitporer, it's falling apart. That falling apart is not for us now to sit and look and say, look at them, we told you, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. But now for us is the opportunity all of that falling apart, that world, that corrosive world, is looking toward us. Is looking toward us to express our unified vision for a world. That Hashem Echad, Ushmo Echad. That we have, we, have, we have a plan for this. We know what this looks like. We have, the, we, have, we have an idea. We have the Jewish idea. We have values. We have an answer for that. 
we have we have we have shuls and, and cities and homes and communities that we're building in Eretz Israel. That right now it seems like crazy. Like go back to Bergenfield. Like crazy. That people like thinking, we should go back to LA. What am I doing here? I think I'll pack it and get a pickup and drive it down to LA. And just be safe or or whatever, the dimyon of being safe and just kind of like perpetuate. And we're looking at it saying, Are you crazy? Gonna perpetuate this, like you're just gonna keep this going. We're moving the ball forward. Like there's a there's a way out of this. The world is mitporeru achtos velionos. Like the world is looking like for an answer. It can't be. Like hello, we we saw, we've seen this before in every major city in the world. Yeah, there are Jews out there singing Hatikva and Amisrael Chai, and there are many, 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 many more who are out there singing Free Free Palestine. I mean, it's just. And a double standard. And, and we know, and we know, and we know. But what we sometimes forget, and I think that that's what we're gathered here for, is just for a reminder of what the answer is. Rav Kook writes very simple. The response to all this unraveling, all this sadness and uncertainty and heaviness, and all this pain, Maybe a little bit anti-anxiety medication helps, for certain, certainly. And hugging it out, a good friend told me yesterday, 20-second hugs, physical contact, and taking deep breaths. But the building of the world, and the building of our nation, and the building of ourselves, through the building of our homes, the strengthening of our spirit, and the advancement of the Jewish idea, it's all in here. The breath of God that we read about last week in the parsha, the renewal of creation, and God breathed into the world. Shem is called El Emunah. El Emunah, God of belief. A God who believed in the world. A God who knew what would be taking place in the world. God knew the Timalai Ha'aretz. God knew the opposite of good would fill the world. God knew that there would be darkness, that there's tohu, that there's vohu, there's choshech al p'nei tohu. V'ruach elokim merachefes al p'nei amayim. That ruach elokim that's merachefet, that's hovering, that ruach is bipach be'atav nishmat chayim. That ruach is within us. That spirit of an infinite God is within every single one of us. Ruach Hashem Maleba, the building of the self and the family and the community and the state and the nation, and the people of Israel, and by extension, building the world, is Ruach Hashem. It's not possible for someone who has a pulse with a sense of self awareness, who's a little bit awake. We can't sit quietly. Anyone who's alive, anyone who is here, any one of us who has a heartbeat, is not able to sit by, is not able to experience this. Is is not able to, we're not able to stand by without calling out, summoning forth all of the strength and all of the potential and all of the reservoir 
that exists within the individual and collective of the Jewish people, and cry out, Uru v'kumu al-tafkidchem. Uru, awaken, v'kumu, arise, al-tafkidchem, on your job. Do your job. You know, you had the mean, you had one job? We have one job. We have one job, is to magnify the soul of God in the world. That God created the world. And in this world, God created a heart. There's a heart in everything. Everything that's created has an outside and an inside. Everything, the world has a heart. And that heart, Rabbi Nachman says, has a heart also. There's no, there's no limit, there's no end to how more we can go deeper and deeper and deeper within. To reveal a source of, of, of strength, of self, of meaning, of depth, of love, of goodness, of light. or. It's with that light that God willed us and the world into being. That's the world God believed in. God is the one who created the world and God is the one who destroyed the world. Bone olamos umacharivan. That's this week. God created the world. The world was filled with potential for good and evil. Evil expressed itself in the deepest, darkest way. And God said, okay, we're going to start again. And here's what we're going to do. Noah, you're going to build a teva. You're going to build a teva, and you go into that teva with your family. It's so hard to asel a teva. You're going to illuminate that teva, and don't come out until I say so. Just go in there. Now Rashi says that when Noah built this teva, I mean, he was it spent a long time. I mean, Hashem could have made it appear miraculously, but Hashem wanted it to be that Noah could work at it, would build it, would cultivate it, and do it with his own hands to build a safe place for himself and his family and for humanity, for the world. He, Noah had to build it with his own hands. There was no instruction manual. There wasn't a Torah. Right? There wasn't a, a Oras HaMilchama to look into. There wasn't Svarim for Noah to look into to figure out how am I going to do this. There was just the inborn Spirit of God and light of God inside of him that God said, build this table, here the measurements, and he went and did it. And people saying, hey, no, what are you doing? And he's like, what do you mean, my dear? I'll tell you what I'm doing. And he stood there and he told them what he's doing. And people kind of laughed him off. People didn't buy into the vision. The vast majority of the world, all the editorials and all the major newspapers and all the Twitter accounts and all the university campuses, they looked at him and said, are you crazy? And Noah said, no, no, no. There's a flood here. There's a flood that's happening. This world is going to, from below and from above, there's going to be this massive, and I'm, and I'm building it. He sounds like one of these nuts on the Rogan, you know, on the, on the Rogan podcast, like he's stockpiling cans off the grid. But the Rebbe Shalom told him, "No, you're going to build, a, you're going to create a new world, and it's going to come through you." And the way Torah says it, it's 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 it's, it's extraordinary. Is that Noah built this teva, and he spent his life on it, and he committed his life to it, and he committed his family to it. The Rashi says that in the end of the day, Noach was He was a man of, of little, ye of little faith. He was ma'amin ve'enonah. He believed, but he didn't believe. That's what Rashi says. He believed, but he didn't believe. What? What do you mean didn't believe? He spent years and years of his whole life building up this ark, preparing for rebuilding the world. To be the one that's chosen by the El Emunah, the, 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 the God who believes in the world. I mean, he didn't have faith. Of course he had faith. I mean, what, what was it? 
Of course he had faith. He built this ark with all that he had. He spent his life. It says Rashi, who's Mikatne Amuna. Ma'amin ve'eno ma'amin. The Bidichever explains, everybody knows this, that it means that Noah believed in God. He believed in God. He believed in God's plan for the world. He believed that God is the Manhig. He believed that Hashem has a plan. He believes that God is in Mavado. He believed that. He believed in the 13 principles of faith. He had a Muna. Ma'amin ve'eno ma'amin, but he didn't believe that God really believed in him. Didn't believe that he, that like, I'm the one who's going to do this. I'm the one who's going to carry this message. I'm the one who's, within whom the Spirit of God rests. I'm the one who's going to rebuild the world. The Binyan Ha'olam is through me. How could it be? I, I, I know what my internet history is. I know what I search in Cognito. I know the Lashon Hara I speak. I know where I fall short. I know my Midos. I know how I criticize my children. I know, I, I know, I, it's not me. It's called Mikatne Amuna. So Rashi says, he didn't believe that this, he didn't believe until the marble came. When it started to rain, and a little drizzle, and then it got harder, and the rain came down, and then the way Torah describes, the, 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 the core of the earth opened, and water started rising from below, and the floodwaters came from below and from above, and the whole thing went, went, the whole thing went crazy. At that final moment, before he was completely submerged, Rashi says, Lo nichnas lateva, he didn't go into the teva until he was forced into it. He knew it was coming. He had the ideas. He had the content. He believed in God. But he didn't believe in his ability to rise to the greatness of that moment. He said it's just gadol he didn't. He didn't feel called. He didn't feel summoned. Me? Me? Ad Until he had no choice. Until Simchas Torah morning. When we realized that yes, it's me and you and us and all of us. And all of our friends and family. And friends of family and family of friends. Who are answering this horrific and extraordinary call. This Sha'ag Dola that Rav Kuk talks about, this, this awesome moment in history which is different. The Kloisenberger said already, the Kloisenberger already said, and fell the thing, and then he said it after the war again in Union City, by the Tocha, Hecher, Hecher, say the Tocha louder, don't say it so It happened already. We believe it happened already. This is not that. This is not Babiyar and Kishinev. This is not. There's something different. This is an awakening. This is an unraveling at a different point in history. It's a time where you and I are alive. We've never been alive before. We haven't been here before. A generation that built Efrat and Shirat David has not been here before. There was a generation in Lodz, in Sigit. There's a generation in Poland and in, 
and in, in, in the ninth fort. But there was never a door in Nifla, there was never this generation that experienced such a thing. Until we are forced into the Teva, until we're forced into this being in the same boat, this recognition that we are all in the same boat, in this terrible flood, and you see this awakening and outpouring of Tzohar, of illumination, of oneness, of connectivity. The Ruach HaUmah, the clips of, of Barry Sacharov and, 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 and Yishai Ribo, and Hanan Ben-Ari, and Amir Dadon, and the poets and singers and Paitanim of the land of Israel, and Rabbi Shlomo here, and you, and us, doing this differently, responding differently with Ruach, that's just different. Our daughters and sons, our soldiers, and all of us waking up to ask, what's my calling? Recognition that prophecy is not some abstract apostle can hear me, oh, the Medrash Eicha that I'm going to teach in, in, in Kinos to relate to what's taking place in my shtetl to what's happening now, to a story I heard in Poland on a heritage trip but what's happening right now, the unraveling of the world, and this Chorban is a Chorban of building. Looking at it with, with Mochen de Gadlos, from within this horrific destruction, there is incredible building, the spirit of the nation that's saying, stop with the left, stop with the right. He says, oh, it's not Bibi, and it's not that one, it's not this one, it's not. Thinking about David Melech, David HaMelech when he goes out to war. Thinking about Yahushua ben Nun. Thinking about Shimshon going down to Aza. Reclaiming language of holy revenge. Speaking real emunah that comes with kfira. Our emunah, these are not chizik words. I can't listen to it. I can't hear it. The chizik that comes from Chutz and everyone in their place. But trying to create a kesher and a relationship and show we're with you, solidarity, you understand how outside in that is? Cheering us on. We're with you. We love you. Here's underpants and money. And v'tov shekach. What else could you expect? What else do you want? Am Yisrael is beautiful. Mika am Yisrael. Hashtag MKY. Ashreinu. Baruch Hashem. It's the greatest thing in the world. And kol kavod. And it's beautiful. And not tanak. What else do we want? What else could you expect? What else do you ask? From someone who's a spectator watching it take place, trying their best to relate to and connect to the feeling of not knowing where your kid is, of hearing gunshots in the valley over here at night, of hearing sirens and running into, running in Yerushalayim, running into silence. not talking about it and, and trying to draw imagery from tzaddikim and legends and stories from the outside and giving content and chizik from the outside, but, but it's happening. We're living through this. This is real. Now we take three steps back and we're, we know all of that imagery. We, we know Arami Ovid Avi. We have it. We have, the, we have the context. We know the story. We know about it. We know about Turkamada. And we, 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 we know the names of Hitler. We know the names of all the Yamach Shalams. We have that. The difference here is when we take three steps forward, we're actually taking three steps forward. You built a shul. We built homes. We built communities. We have mortgages. We're sending our children to the front lines. Whether in the army or to school. You sent your kids to school today? You dropped the kid off in the Mahon today? 
that maybe it was open half time because there's not enough room in the bottle. Like, this is really happening. We're part of this. Like, we're Chanan Parat, Zechit Tzadak Lavracha, running across Harabayit during the Six Day War, turned to the Chemin that were with him and said, We're writing a new chapter in Tanakh. We are a new chapter in Tanakh. This is happening. This is not a drill. And we're forced into the Teva. The water got to the point where we had no choice to, to run into our Teva. And now, the command is Tzohar Ta'asa Lateva. Uru al Our job is Tzohar Ta'asa Lateva. Here's a trivia question. Baal Shem has about 80 pages of a parish on Tefillah called Omer HaTefillah. If you're an editor, if the editor of the Baal Shem Tov's collected works, where are you putting those 80 pages? Where are you dropping those 80 pages in Al HaTorah? The prayerful moments of the Jewish people. It's a super commentary on Tefillah. Where does it go? Where do you edit it in? Like you have, you cut and paste, right? 80 pages. Where is that going in, in the book? I have this great story, this nug. Where is it going in? Is it going in the chapter on Tomim? Is he's pushing product at a time like this? Binyana Oma. Binyana Oma. Tomim, he's putting in the Shivisi chapter. Or where is he sticking this story? Where are you putting 80 pages of Valshemtav on Tefillah? Where are we putting it? Would you put it maybe by Moshe Rabbeinu, Yud Gimel Midas Arachim, God's going to destroy the nation, cries out, the 13, Yud Gimel, the, thir- the 13 attributes of mercy by the Chetayim Gimel. Makes sense. Hashem Hashem Arachim Machanim. Put it there. But it's not there. Maybe you should put it by Shema Yisrael and Veschana, or, or, or by, by uh, Avram Avinu going out and praying for the Rishayim of Sodom, and by Avram Shavlom Akomo. God says no, and Avram goes back and keeps davening. I Meaning there's many places you could put the Baal Shem Tov's commentary on prayer, but the Baal Shem Tov's Omar HaTfilah is an Arasajah, in Parshas Noach, and it's a super commentary on one phrase, Tzohar Ta'asalateva, illuminate the Teva, the words, Tevot are words, illuminate our words, redeem the language, redeem prayer, redeem Sicha Beinu Lomein Kono, redeem the conversation with Hashem that's filled with kfira and anger, rage, doubt. Redeem all of the language. Redeem all of those foul words that we try not to say in front of our kids. Redeem those words. Now, if ever there was a time, now is the time to say those words in this boat, just to say those words to Hashem, to say it out loud under our breath. To, 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 to call with clarity and with joy for revenge, revenge. To call for ribonut. To cry out for the honor of God and the honor of Am Yisrael. <coughs> to cry out for the self-respect and the backbone of the Jewish people. For the independence of the Jewish people. To reclaim the glory of mitzvahs. And the grandeur of living life with purpose that there's something worth dying for. There's something worth dying for. And it's not going to the gas chambers of Alimama. We've taken three steps forward. And we're standing here. And we're standing our ground. And we're answering a prophetic call. We're being summoned to a great moment to the greatest moment in human history. Where the nation of Israel has been restored to its land, 
which is the beginning of the restoration of order to the world that comes with tremendous chaos. The entire world is looking at and thinking about us. It's not about the, it's not about the Palestinians. No, it's not about them. There are subtext. There are supporting actors in this story. Five million Ugyars, Muslims, were killed in internment camps in China. No one cares about that. Hundreds of thousands of children gassed in Syria. They don't really care. It's, it's not about them. And to get out of the mentality of being victims, to get out of the mentality of, 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 of being on the defensive. When Rabbi Lau came to the Lubavitcher Rebbe after the Yom Kippur War and cried in front of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, the Nasi Ador, and said, what do we do? And Jews were, were, I mean, more than 2,000 Jews were killed in the Yom Kippur War. What do we do? And the Rebbe said to him, Jews are not victims. Victims ask, oh, what's going to be, what's going to be? But Jews are warriors. And warriors ask, what can I do? And that's what every one of us are asking every single moment. What can I do? How can I help? What can I do? WhatsApp groups and email lists and sign-up lists and Shabbos meals and, 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 and helping people move from place to place and providing material assistance and being mechazek and pitching in for one another and checking in. What can I do? Because there's a great moment that's taking place that we've been forced into. We didn't ask for this. We're forced into this teva. The water dachakotano, the chaos of the world dachakotano to this place. We're busy with reform. We're busy with Jewish reform. We're busy pointing at each other a couple weeks ago. And now we're all in the teva together. The tzohar ta'asa la teva is to reveal the depth of prayer. And the highest form of prayer is a dialectic. On one hand, gathering together and raising our voices in song and prayer like you do here. And, and in moments of absolute loneliness, and aloneness and at oneness with Hashem, pouring out our hearts and all the pain, and the jiffa, and, all the, and everything that's inside of us, just intimately, openly, angrily, painfully, hopefully, optimistically, with Hashem. So hard to ask the teva. To, to not buy into the victim narrative. Everyone has their shlichas. There are those who are fighting the, the PR war, there are those who are fighting the, the war on the political front, and there are those who are busy you know, going. My brother was in Texas illuminating the gospel this week, awakening the nations of the world. All of us have a shlichas. I, I don't know what mine is, but I know that I have one. And I'm not giving up till I find it. Because that's what's called upon us and through us at this great moment. Because the soul of the Jewish people is the soul of God. It's the purpose of the universe. It's the essence of life. The breath that runs through all of humanity is the breath of God. That's the Nisham. And that soul is pure. And it's here in Eretz Israel, And it's now in our times, in our generation, where more than ever that soul is being revealed. And we're not witness to it. We're not watching it unfold. We're not trying to connect to it. We are it. We are it. Strengthening the Kitat Konanut here in this community is it. That's Nishmas Yisrael. Strengthening the minion here, keeping our family together, not running away and hiding, burying ourselves in social media, but coming out and turning toward our children and facing them. There's nothing more painful or scary 
and looking the people that we love most in the eye, knowing that because of our choices they're here, knowing that we made the right choice. We gave them a gift. We gave them a gift. It's a very expensive gift. It costs a lot. It costs us a lot and it costs them a lot. But it's the greatest gift. It's the gift of the soul of the Jewish people. It's the gift, gift of the essence of being a yid, of not being a victim, of being a warrior. Not being a spectator, but being a participant, being it. Not about it. But it's it, it's the essence of yichud. Absolute oneness. The building of self is the building of the nation, is the building of the world. And the spirit of self, and the spirit of, of God, and the spirit of Am Yisrael is one. It's the same breath. It's the breath of prophecy. It's the call of the shofar. It's the sound of Mashiach. The unraveling of the world is revealing that. And tragically, the death of the bodies of the Jewish people is revealing that. The body is temporary. What we're building here is, is forever. It's eternal. It's forever. So To speak positively, to say a good word, to share positive words to each other, to remind each other how lucky we are. It's so painful. And it's so expensive. But if you go out to somewhere special for an anniversary, we buy someone that we love, someone something very expensive, as an expression of, of our love or an expression of our, our excitement or celebration. Like the Oiv Yisrael says, Matana Tova, Hashem gives us a great gift, the gift of Shabbos, the gift of the soul. Shabbos is the soul of the weak, and Eretz Yisrael is the soul of the world. Am Yisrael is the soul of every nation. That great gift that God gave us, if no, no, it's very, very expensive. The price that we're paying, the price that our families are paying, the price that our loved ones are paying, the price that Am Yisrael are paying is it's beyond. We don't have enough money in our pockets to pay for it, but we can borrow. We can borrow on infinite credit. We can borrow from the next world. We can borrow from eternity. We can borrow. We have a big credit line by the Rebbe Shalom. The Imunah that Kal Yisrael has is an Imunah that comes before the world. God says, I know there's going to be a Mabel. I know there's going to be a Holocaust. I know there's going to be. I know, I know, I know. But I'm called El Emunah. I believe in you and I believe in this. God believes in us. We are not Mikatne Amuna. We're not Mikatne Amuna. We're answering the call. We're building a table. We're building this land. We're building our communities. We're building our homes. We're building our families. We're building ourselves. We're strengthening ourselves. So Teva. Now let's illuminate ourselves with Torah, with Tefillah, with Jewish pride, with the love of Jewish people. We're taking care of Yidin that we have no idea who they are, what their names are, messages willing to go pick somebody up, drop something off, send money by pay box here, there. No idea who they are. It doesn't matter. It's me, it's you, it's us. Nishmas Yisrael. Within all of this, let's celebrate that. Within all of this, let's stand up and feel good about that. Enjoy that meal. Go out to that restaurant that you can't afford. It's a big night. Enjoy the meal. Enjoy the meal. Enjoy that vacation. Enjoy that. Enjoy it. Pay, we'll pay it out over time. It's okay. We can afford it. Yesh balabayit. Yesh balabira. Yesh roshbayit. There's someone who's covering that cost. The Rebbe is going to cover it. 
זה נמצא בנשמת כנסת ישראל. שמע ישראל, השם אלוקינו, השם אחד, God is one, I'm Israel is one. There's never been a time where that's so clear, where that's so open, that's so obvious. And how fortunate we are, how privileged we are, how privileged our friends and family who are here with us are. How privileged we are to be able to doing, be doing this together. I don't know how to say thank you. We, just, we, should, we should thank each other. We should be thanking each other, praising each other, and blessing each other, and strengthening each other, and holding on to one another. Inside of this teva, soon, soon Hashem is going to come and say, you can come out now and, and rebuild the world. When Noah comes out and he plants a vine and gets a little drunk, Rabbi Lau said he knows after the war, he met someone who was just stuck in alcoholism, Nebuch. How could you blame him after what he saw? How could you blame him for wanting to run away? How could you blame him, Noah, for wanting to plant a vineyard and drink himself away to forget, to benumb all of this? Remember, Futafah said the problem wasn't that he drank, the problem was that he drank alone. <laughs> the problem was that he drank alone. Yid has to make l'chaim. We have to say l'chaim! L'chaim, we are alive. Am Yisrael Chai, we're alive. We're here, we're here in the land of the living. Even as we dig graves and bury our dead, we are alive. And we're not alone. And we're not alone. We're the ones who are building the world. Hashem should strengthen us, give us koach and bandwidth, not to tolerate this, not to handle all of this, but to illuminate this, to defeat our enemies within and without to maintain our oneness through all of this, to restore our sense of self and dignity and honor and confidence, to not be afraid, to not be stuck in anxiety and, and mental illness, which is all pchadim and symptoms of shibud malchius. The Rebona Shalom should send the healing to us and to the world. Hashem should send truth to us and to the world. God should send prophecy to us and through us. We should know that it's happening. We should believe that we're worthy of it, believe that we are the ones carrying it, and restore him in the world, his name in the world, and the soul of the Jewish people to its central place in the narrative of human history. And it should be with joy and with good health. We should see the ultimate binyan, ha'am va'aretz, ha'prat va'aklal, ha'gula shleim ha'amitis. Amen, amen, amen. Shukrach. Thank you again. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you to Rav Judah. Thank you so much for uh, making sure we're not alone. Forever. We should be back here together with only big smiles and shabach v'odat Hashem. Amen. Amen. Some of the chaver we're asking about Mariv, if, if there's enough, there'll be a Mariv downstairs in the basement. So you can check out whoever wants to dive in. Go downstairs, all right? Thank you so much, everyone.